Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine, a podcast about wine, writing, and song, but mostly wine and writing, with your hosts, Samantha Graves and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls. Thank you, Wanda. Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. We're here to talk to you about wine and writing. And today's episode is a special show on NaNoWriMo. Yep. When I first heard this name, I was like, what? What? And I sounded like my mother-in-law, which I can say since she'll never listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, but now she will. You know she will. That's how karma works. Anyway, NaNoWriMo, for those of you who don't know, stands for National Novel Writing Month. And we will talk about that in a lot more detail later. <laughs> yes. But first, we have wine. So, mm-hmm. Lonnie, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> well, for those of you who didn't notice... By the way, we were jumping up and down and sending out special podcasts and updating the website and going all freaky crazy on you. Um, we hit the top 10 in Podcast Alley for like, I don't know if you blinked, you missed it, but it happened. It Six really hours. Did. We have, we have yeah. proof. Uh-huh. We have proof. It's right on the website. Anyway, so because of that, a while back, I made a promise that I would drink uh, the booze in a box, you know, the wine in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, what that's was that so called horrifying. again? The worst The worst swill known. ever touched by human yeah. hands, I think. Yeah, something, something like that. Unknown to me I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll yeah. have to go back and... Uh, <laughs> and check my exact quote in the, uh, in the early days. But uh, but anyway, so because we did that, I made a promise, I made a vow to the Whiffers that I would drink booze from a box. Mm-hmm. So tonight, <laughs> I'm having uh, Franzia Chardonnay mm-hmm. um, in a box, you know. So if you ever sat back and thought to yourself, I don't think Lonnie appreciates us Whiffers. Well, you could just get over yourself because I'm drinking Franzia Chardonnay in a box for you people. <laughs> And if that's not appreciation, then you've obviously never had Franzi Chardonnay in a box. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, it's 12.5% alcohol and uh, $12 for five liters, which is, you know, just for those of you who don't know the math, it's almost seven regular size bottles. Wow. It's <laughs> so not even $2 a bottle. <laughs> quite the cheap wine. Wow. The wine notes from Franzia... Because mm-hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't find anybody else who tasted it and actually, you know, it, cop to it on a website. But anyway, from Francia, it says an excellent dry California wine. Which, by the way, this is what it says on the Francia website is an excellent dry California wine. Mm-hmm. But on the box, it says um, from southeastern Australia. <laughs> I don't know. It was just that the cardboard itself came from oh. Australia and the wine came from California or what happened there, but there's huh. some kind of disconnect between, yeah. and this is actually from, I mean, this is copy pasted from the hmm. Franzia site. So I'm already confused. An excellent dry California white wine with apple and pear flavors, a crisp wine with a clean finish, semi-dry and medium bodied served chilled complements chicken, simple pastas and seafood, but the complex pastas, none of that bow tie stuff <laughs> talking your fettuccine, your angel hair. That's it. Okay. Um, anyway, my notes are that it tastes like Welch's white grape juice with alcohol added in later. <laughs> it's drinkable, but only just, just on the raw edge of drinkable. And I have an entire box of it to go through because oh, I, I won't waste, I won't waste wine unless it's like, it has to be really bad. Mm-hmm. It has to, it has to come out of the box, like, you know, steaming with flies in order for me to throw it away. <laughs> but anyway, um, I will say that in the way that some wines improve the more you drink them, this is not really growing on me, but I'm kind of getting used to it. <laughs> I, mean, 
have an entire box to go through, the equivalent of almost seven bottles. And I'll tell you, that's a lot of commitment, you mm-hmm. know, for one wine, yeah. especially one that's only drinkable. Um, as a matter of fact, this wine makes me begin to understand where the saddle leather association comes from. <laughs> because <laughs> this wine tastes like it's hosted ass anyway but it, fear not whiffers i'm doing booze and boxes not just this week mm-hmm. but all month long i have bought Ooh. a series of of booze in boxes are they from different from different yeah no they're okay. not all franzia i've okay. bought one franzia and That's then i've good. got a couple others i'm going to see if i can find another one for the last week if not i'll just i'll find something else fun mm-hmm. um but uh but anyway there's no snobbiness for, not snobbiness for me. I am after the cheapest drinkable wine I can find. If it comes in a box, I will make my peace with that. <laughs> so what's your will write for wine rating? Okay, well, my rating is, um, I don't know. What's the official uh, will write for wine stand on drinkable? I don't <laughs> Two glasses. know. <laughs> you know what? We really need a scale. Here's what I think we should do. Because we've okay. never really defined the scale. I think... Right. One glass rating means you took one sip and discreetly poured the rest of it into the ficus plant. Mm-hmm. Two glasses is drinkable, but just. So it's kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Three glasses is okay, but you probably wouldn't buy another bottle. Mm-hmm. Four is a good, solid wine. And five, you know, the heavens open, the hallelujah chorus, it changed your, mo- it changed your <laughs> life, right? Okay. So that way, you know, for you never getting giving to five, that makes sense. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, does that work for you? Yeah. Yeah, okay, because like on that on that I scale, like this that. is a this is a two. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's drinkable, but only just. Oh, and I'm gonna be drinking it for weeks, <laughs> getting rid of we'll that box because uh... I'm determined to finish it off. <laughs> we'll By the end of it, that. I'll probably love it. <laughs> I'll be like, this is the best wine ever. <laughs> Get another box. <laughs> you know, it's the first twelve glasses that are the worst. You right. Know, and it then was the first, after that is, yeah. The first glass I had, I was like, I'm never going to be able to finish this box <laughs> off. And then, you know, gradually through the week, I've been like, oh, you know, I'm kind of getting used to it. <laughs> you know, it's sort of, once you accept that it's basically, you know, Welch's grape juice with some mm-hmm. alcohol added, you're like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, once you know yeah. what to expect, it's all right. Okay, good. But anyway, so what oh, are you is there a, what year is it? What year is it? <laughs> what month, <laughs> what month is it? <laughs> what month is it? You know what's so funny is that when you asked me that, and then you, yeah. you were joking, and you were like, or or rather, what's the expiration date? And I was like, oh, wise ass, I'm going to go find out when I open the refrigerator, and I look on the top of the box, and damned if there is not an expiration date on this wine. It doesn't have a year on it, but it expires February 29, 2008. Well, that's good, Which because is how long else are you going to know when it's gone bad? Right! Exactly. <laughs> how would I possibly know? February 28th, I'm be like, it's fine. February 29th, I'm be like, oh my god, it's horrible. <laughs> I have no, I have no idea what that's about. But at any rate, I've never heard of expiring wine. I thought wine was supposed to get better as it got older, oh, but I guess man. not. <laughs> this is just, it's just bad. It's just bad, people. Friends don't let friends drink booze in a box. That's all I'm saying. All right, so what are you drinking? Let's talk about happier things. Oh, what are yes. you drinking tonight? <laughs> Well, tonight <laughs> I'm drinking a 2003 Cantina It's got that, when there's a G and an N in Italian. Italian. I know this because my best friend's family growing up, their name was Spagnola. They people call it, but it was actually Spagnola. You're right. So it's like Zagagnini. Right. Exactly. Yes. All right. Okay. Thank it's you. an it's an Italy thing. 
<laughs> and it is from Italy, so that makes sense. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's called a dry, uh, a red dry wine. Uh-huh. But what's cool about it is they have this little piece of grapevine <gasps> tied no around the neck of the bottle in oh, like this so raffia. Cool. It's really mm-hmm. cool. Oh, um, no. And I'm not sure why. It's there, but I picked up the bottle, so I guess that says something, right? Right. I right. noticed it's the thing. Great I'm marketing. like, what is this? Yeah. That's awesome. Plus, they have a great website with Italian <gasps> singing that no just way. rocks. You have to visit this website. Oh, and dude, I'm totally going I to mean, that website. Just, I love Italian music. Oh, awesome. just to listen to the music. It is so good. It's this woman singing this song, and I played oh, it like four times in a row. I just kept the website up, and it was like playing. It was so good. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, really, really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, The wine notes are intense ruby red color with violet nuances, Mm -hmm. intense characteristic bouquet Mm -hmm. of the primary grape aromas, fruity component, full-bodied and robust, well-balanced with tannin and oak features. Hey! No saddle leather! No saddle leather! awesome! Yeah, I know! (laughs) Now, my notes are this this wine tries really hard to please. (laughs) From the little grapevine to the singing website. Oh, and does but it please? they do deliver. It is a four-glass oh, wine. Absolutely. Fabulous. Really Very good. good. I really, really like it. So. Oh, I'm dying to see that. I'm going to have yeah. to look that up. That's it's awesome. It's cute. Yeah. That's yeah. very cool. All right. All right so um, she's drinking Italian wine, and I'm drinking booze <laughs> in a box. So, uh, Whiffers, is that fair? Next time we hit the top ten, Sam's doing the stunt. That's all I have to say. Oh, oh no, 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 no. All no, right. We're no, not going to no, get no, this no. argument. We're not uh, we already had this argument. Who loves the, the whiffers more? Obviously, oh, I do. Stop. Stop. stop because stop, stop, stop. I'm the one doing the stuff. Anyway, <laughs> now that we know what we're drinking, it's me. It's me. I love you more. We need to talk about who we love this week. No, she's just crazier than I am. <laughs> Time for shout outs, shout outs, announcements. Look, I'm not arguing the crazy. I'm saying I just love them more. Oh, anyway, I know go you're ahead. arguing the crazy. Okay. Because <laughs> you got nowhere to go with that argument. You just got nowhere to go. <laughs> My shout out is to our whiffers for the top 10 thrill this week. Seriously, the highlight of my week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you all for pitching in and making us very, very happy without Mm -hmm. wine even. Right. And we're still hanging tough at number 28. I mean, we've never been that high this late in the month. So go, go, go It's already the fifth of the month. We're only at number 28. You guys rock. Plus, I want to thank everyone who participated in our first Well Right for Wine poll about the growing length of our shows. Thank you. Overwhelmingly, you welcome the longer podcasts, mm-hmm. which we really, really appreciate. It that made, is made nice. us feel all warm yes. and fuzzy. It did. Without wine. Right. <laughs> However, we are going to attempt to keep them around an hour. Right, Lonnie? Yeah. <laughs> I think I already screwed it up in the A block this time. <laughs> We're like, okay, you know, over an hour is kind right, of obnoxious. We're have like a five People second so e-block. <laughs> right. At the end of the e-block, we'll do blah, 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 go really fast, try to make up the time. Anyway, but we had to talk about the booze in a box. I know. It's a very special <laughs> it is. thing. So, mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm, I'm being a big copycat because my shout out was to the Whiffers too <laughs> for the same reason. Because we just love you and obviously I love you more. But, you know, we won't discuss that. <laughs> I'm drinking booze in a box for you. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, um, <laughs> y'all got us into the top 10 on Podcast Alley, put up with our little mini cast, which we drank and celebrated six hours in the top 10. Mm-hmm. And all of you who emailed us and commented on the site with congratulations. That you guys so are sweet. so cool. I know. You guys so are cool. awesome. I love you guys. Obviously. <laughs> who loves you more? It's me. It's me. 
Okay, well, that covers us for shout-outs and shout-offs. Before we have any more shout-offs. We're going to be shouting off at each other. (laughs) We'll be back in a minute. At Will Write for Wine, we take our civic responsibility very seriously. We don't want anyone getting into any trouble just because we made drinking wine look cool. So we'd like to make the following statements. We are cool. We just have to be drinking wine while being cool. It's not the wine that's cool. It's us. And you, of course, because you listen to us and you're obviously in the top 1% of cool. So you should be happy about that. And that's it. That covers it. But the public service announcement is scheduled for a full minute. So... Underage people get a Pepsi. No soup for you. And if you're planning on driving tonight, put the glass down. Not worth it. Also, never pluck your eyebrows when you've been drinking. That's a handy piece of advice. Oh, and if you put a bottle of Chardonnay in the freezer to chill it quickly, set a timer. A loud timer. Trust us, the last thing you want is a bottle of Chardonnay exploding all over your veggies. And if you're over the age of 35, no drinking games. You're going to have to trust us on that one. Okay, that's it. Time's up. Just remember, it's not the wine that's cool. It's you. And we're back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Time for our listener question. This week's question comes from Sarah, who asks, Lonnie mentioned writing a blog for 20 minutes a day while her kids were small as a way to keep writing. What advice would you have for a new writer? 20 minutes a day or a different approach? All right. Well, Sarah, you know, every writer's different and what works for one may not work for another. So I don't really know what to tell you. I mean, I guess my advice to new writers is find out what everybody else does and uh, kiss all the frogs until you find your prince. You know what I'm saying? 20 minutes a day of blogging was great for me for a while, but then I kind of grew out of it and I wanted to to focus more because it's, you know, it's blogging. It's Mm. nonfiction, you know, Mm -hmm. you're just talking about whatever's going on. Um, And uh, a lot of days it would be really, really boring, (laughs) which was another thing. And I had loyal (laughs) readers who would read it anyway. God bless them. Very, very sweet people. Um, But uh, but it was kind of something that that I grew out of after a while and I wanted to focus more on the fiction, so I stopped. Um, The great thing about writing is that you're constantly growing. You never stop changing, so you need to maintain your flexibility. Try everything out. Do it for as long as it works, and then try something else. So sure, if 20 minutes a day works for you to keep you limber, then do that if not then it's not your thing and try something else is that for a non-committal answer <laughs> i'm not sure that qualifies as answering the question oh sure it does <laughs> i can be diplomatic damn it but because i love our whiffers i'm actually going to answer the question <laughs> oh no 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 no! i'm drinking booze from a box baby i love them more that's all i'm saying Okay, go ahead. Okay. I used to tell people (laughs) that I wrote my books 15 minutes at a time, and Mm -hmm. it's still partially true. You just do it when you can. If you don't have time to sit down and write, you can still be plotting or writing notes on pieces of paper or on a notepad. Um, I brought a tape recorder to have them. I I bought a tape recorder to Mm -hmm. uh, have in my car so I could record snippets of dialogues or or scenes that that would come to me while I was driving. Mm -hmm. Um, My Alpha Smart. Um, is always in my trunk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd email bits of story from work to home. <laughs> I'd, <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd write when the kids took the naps. Mm-hmm. And when my kids were little, I was working four days a week. So I'd work all day. I'd come home, take care of the kids, put them to bed, and then write between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. every night. Mm-hmm. So it was hard, but and I was younger then. <laughs> <laughs> but it right. worked. 
I was still able mm-hmm. to write a book in about a year. Mm-hmm. So it varies. But the one constant is that you make time for your writing. If that means you pull yes. over and take a minute to record something, then that's what you do. It's mm-hmm. about making writing time as important as anything else you do in your day. Oh, that's a good answer. Thank you. I, I still love them more. <laughs> So thanks a lot, Sarah. To get your question on the show, email us at feedback at wellwriteforwine.com. Now for this week's We Recommend segment. Yay! I love this part. Each week, we recommend something, music, books, movies, TV shows, websites, whatever that we love so that we can share them with you. Yes. Because we love you, although mm-hmm. I do more. Anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead. This week... <laughs> All right, I'll stop, but I'm drinking booze in a box, people. I love you so much that I'm actually going to keep my response fairly short. Oh. (laughs) Ooh, the gloves are coming off, people. The gloves are coming off. It's going to be a rare, rare (laughs) Will Wait for Wine. This week, I'm recommending a website called Red Hot Mamas. Oh, that sounds cool. Uh-huh. And no, it's it's not a porn site, but be very (laughs) careful when you type in the URL. Maybe just use the link from this. <laughs> the link would be the safest way, and hopefully I spelled it right. They sell clothes which provide cool comfort for hot bodies. In Ooh. other words, for those of you and us women who have power surges. Power surges, is that what yeah. they're calling it? Uh-huh. Now, if you don't know what that means, then this site is not for you. For the rest of us, they have oh cool sleepwear and undergarments and sheets. And yes, they do have them for men, too. And even hot dogs. Hot. So you're not talking about the wiener dogs. You're talking about, like, dogs that just run yeah. hot, right? Yeah. Dogs that run hot. <laughs> That's, that is awesome. Isn't that great? I love that. <laughs> I am so glad. That is awesome. So I'm glad to know that because I'm, I'm, I'm going just... To. I'm just this side. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's coming any day now. <laughs> I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, that's coming for me. You know, um, so that's awesome. I'm so glad that somebody has a business like that. So is it like some kind of special fabric or something? They yeah, make it apparently it's a fabric that kind of just keeps you cool. Oh, that's awesome. I Isn't that awesome? That. And they actually have cool. like sheets and stuff too. So I'm really, wow. I think I need to order the sheets. So. Well, that's a, that's a really classy uh, we recommend. And now I'm yeah. following it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> with a website called Steve Don't Eat It. <laughs> Which I would also be very careful about typing Right, in. <laughs> right. Warning. This is very possibly the grossest thing I've ever read on the internet. And for those of you who have even a passing acquaintance with the internet, you know that's saying a lot. <laughs> Steve Don't Eat It is a feature at thesneeze.com, which bills itself as half zine, half blog, half not good with fractions. <laughs> it's written by this guy named Steve. I really don't know much else about him except his name is Steve. And the Don't Eat It is a series of, of blogs he wrote. It's basically just a category. I mean, he's got a whole bunch of stuff on there. But the Steve Don't Eat It is just kind of a series that he did for a while um, that he wrote while eating truly putrid things, which would be found in grocery stores, most of them for human discrum- consumption, although he did try the bacon strips for dogs uh-huh. that look like bacon and he actually made a BLT with them. <laughs> this is really funny. Anyway, he has everything from potted meat food product and yes, that is exactly what it's called. That's oh, the brand name. God. Potted meat food product to and I'm not kidding, these were actually for sale for human consumption. 
silkworm pupas. Oh, gross. It's so horrible. That's gross. Now, I am warning you, do not go there if you have a weak stomach or have eaten within the last hour or <laughs> ever. It's really, really gross. Every entry turns my stomach, but it's so bleeding funny. It's actually worth it. I mean, every time I read these entries, and they're really, really gross. I mean, I read the one I read to you, Sam, before the show. Yeah. Very disgusting, was it not? And yet, there's just something about this. Plus, he makes prison wine <laughs> with dirty socks, the way that they make it in prison, with dirty socks and moldy bread and grape juice, and... <laughs> packets of ketchup oh and a garbage God. bag he makes it with what's available in prison he actually makes and drinks prison wine oh. so i you know there's just something about it that is really okay. really funny and i have to say that that fish loves this site i mean and it's actually a bonding activity we go to steve don't eat it we read it together <laughs> and just laugh, i have so. to say that prison wine would probably be a one glass wine just a guess you think? <laughs> I certainly hope so. Makes you look at your wine in a whole new light, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm feeling so, a lot better about yeah, the booze in the box exactly. now. <laughs> now, if you really loved your whiffers, you drink prison wine. Oh, don't push it. <laughs> like, when you do a stunt that beats this stunt, we'll talk about prison wine. Until then... I feel I feel comfortable in my superiority as to who mm-hmm. loves the wafers more. Uh-huh. That's all I'm saying. That's okay. all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> and I think we could use some more wine, especially Lonnie. <laughs> right. The last yeah. thing I need right now is more. Yeah. So we'll be back in a flash. <laughs> a sexy international art thief with a license to steal and a past she can't escape. An ex-cop with a murder to avenge and nothing left to lose. A calculating killer launches a deadly game. From the heat of Havana to the streets of New York City, the race for justice is on. Sight unseen by Samantha Graves, now available at a store near you. Hi everyone, my name is Chris Beatty. Have you been wondering if you will ever have time to put all of Lonnie and Samantha's great tips about writing and alcohol consumption to use? Well, I have a suggestion. It's called National Novel Writing Month. It takes place every November, and this is the challenge. Write a 50,000-word novel from scratch. It's fun, it's free, and it's very wine-friendly. Sign up today at nanorimo.org. Back to you, Lonnie and Samantha. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. Who's drinking bu- wine and out, out of a box? You know, but wine out of a box. You know what? <laughs> like that. That wasn't a Freudian slip or anything, was it? <laughs> oh, did I say butt wine? Butt wine. Oh, well. <laughs> wine out of a <laughs> Actually, you know, technically, it's, it's butt wine out of a bag. You know, <laughs> right. Really. Because inside the cardboard box is, is actually bag. a plastic bag. Yes. I don't know which is classier. <laughs> The box or the Ziploc? I'm not sure. It's like a wine bladder. (laughs) That was really mean because my wine is yellow. (laughs) Now I'll never get that image out of my head. Thank you very much, Sam. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, That's all right. Let's move forward. This is a C block. (sighs) Yep. And I'm Samantha Graves. (laughs)
just drinking good wine. <laughs> right. So her good mood is expected. Yes. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's your turn. Oh, wait. And this is we'll write for one. <laughs> Tonight's show is all about NaNoWriMo. Poor NaNoWriMo. And this is the show oh, we give them, you know? I know. Poor okay. Guys. And yes, They're and so since good. I know nothing about NaNoWriMo other than uh-huh. I can never seem to spell it right or know where what's supposed to be capitalized <laughs> and what's not, <laughs> supposed to be right I'm going to put Lonnie on the hot seat with 20 questions that she has not yet seen. Right. So I'm not a little nervous about that because <laughs> I've been picking on her all night about who loves Whiffers more. Now she's going to get even. But let me explain quickly what NaNoWriMo is no, no, for no, those no, no, who no. don't know. No, 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 no. Oh, is that one of your questions? Okay. Yeah, okay. So let's... Uh, all right. So okay. let me not explain quickly what it is. Let's just yeah. hop right in. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> okay. What's your first question, okay. Sam? What does NaNoWriMo stand for? <laughs> oh, let me tell you. <laughs> It stands for National Novel Writing Month, okay. NaNoWriMo.org, and it is a, um, a, a yearly competition mm-hmm. started by uh, Chris Beatty out oh. in uh, San Francisco, who's a fabulous guy. Okay, that was question and, number two. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> she told me not to ramble so that I wouldn't accidentally answer her other questions. But I'm just trying to give them, you know, props where, okay. they, where they belong. Okay. But anyway, um, so it's it's basically where you write a 50,000-word novel. And that's, you know, obviously a very short novel, but it's the core of a novel mm-hmm. um, in the course of a month. And if you get 50,000 words in, whether you finish your novel or not, you, you win. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's victory. Mm-hmm. So why did Chris start it? Why did Chris start it? Um, he actually, as I, as I recall, and, you know, and Chris and I actually went um, – we went on a book tour together. Um, his book, No Plot, No Problem, which is a great book about how to how to write a book in 30 mm-hmm. days, whether it be during Nano or not. Um, and uh, my book, Time Out for Good Behavior, came out at the same time. And mine was, like, I think the second published novel and the first from a previously unpublished author to, like, you know, to be published. Mm-hmm. So we went on this little book tour together. And um, and he would tell this story every night about how he a bunch of his friends would get together and they would, you know, go out drinking and they'd be like, oh, man, I want to write a book. Like, I want to write a book, too. And everybody would say that. And so then finally they're like, fine and they all said we're going to do this in november we got 30 days we're going to write fifty thousand words and i think it was like nine of them mm-hmm. you know the first year that that they did it which was, i believe was 1998 okay. and um and i think six of them won or something like that actually made it to the fifty thousand dollar mark but it was just this incredible brainchild that just sort of exploded from there okay so. now mm-hmm. so my next question you just answered my next question i'm sorry no I no can't no, no, no. I don't know no, no. Your no 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 that's okay because my next question is, why the hell did they schedule it for November, which is one of the busiest months of the year? Why not January when there's nothing better to do? So it because was a bunch of guys. Because they were a bunch of single guys. Yeah. It was a bunch who of single guys. Who did not have to who... do Thanksgiving right. or Christmas. Thanksgiving, or... Okay. Right. Thanksgiving well, was the mm-hmm. was the mom would, would bake for them. And so then on Thanksgiving Day, yeah. you know, they had everything done for them. And so they didn't. I don't know. I'm assuming. I'm assuming, yeah. Chris, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. <laughs> and I am maligning your character. Please feel free to answer back. <laughs> but my understanding is he was a young guy. I think he was like 25 or something, mm-hmm. or maybe even younger at the time that he did that. So Okay, well, that makes um, sense. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, because if it had been moms, they would have done oh, it in like January when there's nothing right. else to do. But okay. <laughs> right, okay. exactly. <clears throat> um, now, right. how do you uh, sign up for it and where? 
Okay, uh, you sign up for it at nanorimo.org. That's N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O.org, and we'll have a link in the show notes. Um, and you can sign up uh, there at the website. The website is awesome. Chris and his gang have done a fabulous job of putting together this great website. They've got forums. They've got a chat room. I've hopped in the chat room a couple of times just to kind of <laughs> check it out, you know. And I go in there, and it's always like these kids are like, oh, I'm studying algebra. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> so it's a lot of a lot of young people who are writing a novel and having some fun at it, and it's a, a really great community there. So mm-hmm. cool, cool. Now it's just word words, right? That's the count: fifty thousand word words. words. Yeah, actual okay, word now, count. Right now, what Sam's talking about when she says word words as mm-hmm. opposed to word count is that when you when you write, uh, you know, traditionally, um, you you um, calculate your words by doing two hundred fifty words per page, because back when you know publishing started and they would use typewriters it was a real difficulty to actually count out the words so they would generalize that it would be 250 words per page and that's kind of still the standard that the publishing industry uses Mm -hmm. but NaNoWriMo began in the digital age and so basically what they do at the website is that you would send your document into the website and it wouldn't take anything it would just count the words and spit it back and it doesn't keep your work it doesn't have a record of your work it doesn't have anything it just counts the words and verifies your document and sends it back so you know in that case can people cheat sure they can they could have a document that said you know tim was very 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 for 49,998 words old you know and that could be your entire book you know <laughs> but you know they're they're presuming that you're not going to cheat are you going to okay. send them what you, what you did that month okay yeah. mm-hmm. which answers my next question um, <laughs> obviously so. i'm psychic <laughs> okay I had so no Lonnie, idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many, are there any authors who have sold their NaNoWriMo books? Oh, there's a load. There's a load. <laughs> um, it, the first guy who um, who sold a book from NaNo it was a guy named John Merz, M-E-R-Z. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he had a couple of books. He had been previously published, though. So he was like the first, I think, published author to come in and write a book during NaNo and get that book published. Mm-hmm. After him was me, and I was the first, I think, unpublished. I think. I don't know. Somebody could uh, could argue with me, and you might be right. I don't know. But according to the website, as far as I can tell, I was the first unpublished, previously unpublished author to get um, to get a book sold that they'd written during NaNoWriMo. Cool. But since then, mm-hmm. I mean, it has exploded. Sarah Gruen, who some of you may know, I think, oh, God, help me, Water for Elephants, I think is her book. Mm-hmm. She's a New York Times bestselling author. I think she was previously unpublished to NaNo, although don't. Don't quote me on it, but I think so. And she's hit, hit huge. Her, her nano books have hit huge. She's, I haven't read them because I'm a loser, but I mean, she seems, I mean, from what I've been able to say, I've been to her website, I've read excerpts, fabulously talented, wrote wonderful, wonderful books. And I think that she brings a really great kind of a legitimacy to nano, mm-hmm. you know, because she really is doing well and she's fabulous, a fabulous writer with fabulous talent, you know. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other people. And um, Gail Brandeis, I believe, um, has also um, had a nano uh, novel published and I mean I went to the website a few weeks ago and there was just a long list of people because I mean it started out like in 1998 there were like what nine people who did it and Mm -hmm. in 1999 there were like 21 and I think last year they had like 70,000 wow the year that I did it there were either 6,000 or 13,000 I can't remember if that was 2002 or 2003 because I did both those years Um, I did Tamo for Good Behavior was my first book and that was what I wrote in 2002 and then um in 2003, I wrote uh, Maybe Baby, and that was what I did that year. So Okay, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Now, um, 
let's say you need to do uh, research later. Can you just like put a note in the middle of your manuscript that says, do this later? Oh, yeah, you can do whatever you oh, want. Okay. I mean, the All whole right. the whole point about NaNo, and mm-hmm. this is what I absolutely love and what I think is completely brilliant about Chris Beatty, and I love him because I owe my entire career to this guy and his little brainchild, <laughs> um, is that it, it, it's all about um, quantity, not quality. <laughs> the whole motto of NaNo so, can be summed down to that. It's just quantity, not quality. So you it's kind write, of like you with your wine. Right. You vomit the words on the paper. <laughs> I'm going to ignore that. I'm being nice. <laughs> Gloves are coming off tonight. Wow, we're getting catty. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I, I mean, you just vomit the words on the paper. You don't mm-hmm. worry about anything. You throw anything in the story that, that will make it keep going. I mean, every day you come in, you write a new scene. Whatever happens, happens. There's no pressure. There's no expectation. The expectation is that you will write crap. Mm-hmm. You know, and what that did for me, because I, you know, prior to Nano, I had tried writing books, but I would write like five chapters and then just kind of fizzle off and die because I would go back and edit and I would edit and I would edit and I would stress myself out about whether it was good enough. And of course it never was because <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was all this like just pressure and stress and whatever. And then I did Nano one year and I was like, it doesn't matter what I do. <laughs> I can throw a ninja monkey. That's always like the big. <laughs> Ninja examples monkey. like the ninja monkeys is like the uh-huh. nano thing you know and uh, you know you could throw a monkey in there you can have people suddenly you know do whatever and you could blow things up and set things on fire and just do whatever you want as long as you got your words in okay and it didn't matter if the words were bad well so if you get your words in for the day can you edit mm-hmm. is editing still allowed okay I think technically, if you follow the Nano Bible, mm-hmm. you're not you're supposed to write it and leave it, and ah. that's it, and you don't edit it. What I did, because I would find that I would write, you know, I I, I went for two thousand words a day because I had people coming in for November for uh, Thanksgiving that year, mm-hmm. and there's thirty days in November, and if you write fifty thousand words over thirty days, that's one thousand six hundred sixty-seven point blah 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 blah, you know, Pi. <laughs> about one thousand exactly <laughs> about 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 a little. 1600 words a day right yeah so I shot for 2000 words a day so that I could take Thanksgiving off mm-hmm. and you know spend it with my family and whatever and um so so basically I mean you know you'd write those 2000 words and then you would leave them and then you go back but what I did was I would I would write the 2000 words and then I would allow myself to only edit the 2,000 words that I wrote the day before. Mm-hmm. And then I would add things in. I would take things out. That kind of get into the zone of the book. And then I'd be able to rush through and write the next 2,000 words. Mm-hmm. Because I would only allow myself to edit what I had just written the day before. Right. And that actually really worked for me that yeah, year. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, um, how do you report in? I mean, do you have to report in or do you just report well, in? Well, it, it kind of depends. I mean, you don't really have to do anything because it's all like a voluntary, like you're playing along. Um, at, the, at the website, they have this little word count meter that you can fill in how many words you've written. And so that'll kind of keep track. And when people go see your profile, they can see how many words you've done. Ah. Um, I also had a writing group with uh, those of you who know Catherine Wade, who does our writer improv mm-hmm. for us because she's wonderful and lovely and all things <laughs> lovely. Um, she, I actually met her when I wrote Time of for good behavior that year and another good friend of ours named uh, Rebecca Rowan 
um, I met her as well that year. And so the three of us are actually still extremely tight. We're going to do Nano again together this year, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but uh, but yeah, the three of us were part of this bigger writing group, and we would all send our um, our words in every day. We would send our excerpts in, mm-hmm. and we would read each other's books, and it was all really exciting and fun. And you know, we just kind of would would sort of keep each other. You know, if you if you get involved in a group, if you do Nano by yourself, it's kind of like weight loss. If you do it by yourself, you're not going to have as much fun or as much <laughs> luck as you have as when you do it with a group because they keep you honest. They keep you motivated. They keep you excited. You get excited mm-hmm. about their work, too. You read their stuff, and you're like, oh, my God, that's good, mm-hmm. you know, after like – and you get excited about their stories, and you kind of get, you know, into it. So we had, like, a little email loop that we would all go on, and we would, you know, um, send in all of our stuff together. And uh, and the, I, I got two really, really good friends out of it. Cool. So, cool. Yeah. Now, does it cost money to participate? No, not at all. all right. Not at all. So it's free. You can, you can, I mean, there's, there's things that you can do. You can donate to the site and, mm-hmm. you know, Chris, God bless this team. I mean, they do, they built libraries in Cambodia with their profits from when it's a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, they don't make money off of this, but you know, whatever money comes in, whatever donations come in, cover the cost of putting up the website and the, you know, the time, the labor of all the people that are involved. And then any excess they put to a good cause. I mean, I, d- I don't know what they're doing this year, but I know they, they built some libraries in Cambodia, cool. which I think is just possibly the best karma you could ever have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chris right. Beatty rocks. Chris <laughs> Beatty rocks. He's like my hero. I love this guy, and he's and he's such such a nice guy. I mean, we you know we spent five days together going all around like Portland and Seattle and all these places and doing all these things together. Just the nicest guy. Really excited about this. Really funny, and he's doing some fabulous things. I'm just really honored to know him. He's a great, great guy. Cool. Mm-hmm. Now, can you do any preliminary work on your story, like research or character names and development ahead of time before you actually start writing? I okay. Now, I don't remember exactly what the you know what the the um, the rules really are, the strict rules really are. Mm-hmm. Um, Orthodox nano, I'm not sure, but Orthodox. I think that you can. <laughs> I think that you can um, research it and you can kind of decide what your story is going to be about, but you can't write any of it Mm -hmm. ahead of time. Now, I'm cheating this year because I've got a book that's on deadline. So I'm already, I've already started working on it. But what I'm going to do with uh, Kate and Rebecca is that the three of us are going to do 50,000 words together, Mm -hmm. be they crap or whatever. And I'm going to work on this book, and they're going to work on their books, and we're going to cheer each other on. We're going to have a great time. So technically, yes, I'm a big, fat cheater pants, but... (laughs) 50,000 words is still 50,000 words. But I need to write it, and it's during my deadline, Mm -hmm. and I want to participate because it's so much fun. So I'm going to do it anyway. Um, But yeah, technically, you're not supposed to write any of it. I think you can research it. You can get your idea together, but Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to write any of it until November 1. So what do you get for completing this? The knowledge that you've completed it. Um, you know what? The, the reason why Chris and, and his gang originally did this is because everybody's always saying, I want to write a book. I want to write a book. And they're just like, well, you know what? Life's short. Knock it off your to-do list. You know. So I think that's kind of essentially what it's about. It's about if you have always wanted to write a book, just sit down and do it. And it's I love the quantity, not quality thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love that. And that actually freed me up to be a writer. If I had not come across that concept at that time, I don't know if I'd be doing this. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it, it's such a fabulous concept because, you know, Nora Roberts, brilliant, brilliant woman, love her too. And she's always said, you know, I can edit a bad page, but I can't edit a blank one. Mm -hmm. And that is essentially what it comes down to. Write it. Don't worry if it's good. You can fix good. Mm -hmm. You know, you can fix it later. But just get it on paper. Get the idea down and get it while you're excited about it. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you can drag on writing a novel forever, yes. you know, um, and, and you really can. And, it, you know, and you kind of lose your Jones for it. You lose, you forget what made you excited about it in the first place. And you become a different person. I mean, the you know, Time Off for Good Behavior I wrote in 2002. And I wouldn't be able to write that book today because I'm not the same person today that I was in 2002 so it's a it's a fleeting moment you kind of mm -hmm. got to grab for it while you can you yes. know that story is there for you at that time and that's it right it's not going to be there years later you have to be that person at that time writing that story exactly. and um okay. you know i think life's too short not to go for it mm -hmm. so so that's no. what you get you get the knowledge that you wrote a book and you finally did it uh-huh <laughs> Now, what do they do? Like, you have to send your manuscript in. They count the pages. They count the p words, I mean. Yeah, they've got, like, a little bot program that mm -hmm. counts the pages. I'm sorry, bots are evil. It's not a bot. It's, like, just a little program that counts your um, words. Counts your, words right. your words for you. And um, and it doesn't, again, you know, they don't, they don't keep a record of anything. They don't keep your story. Nobody's going to steal your story, your idea. It's just a validator. It's just a little program that validates that there are 50,000 words in that particular document. And then you get the, um, you know, the nano, because everybody has their own little sign-in. You know, you get your login and your, your identity on the nano site. And then it'll say winner next to, you know, you're a winner if you've got 50,000 words. doesn't matter if they're good or bad. If you've got 50,000 words, you're a winner. They don't put loser next to the people who don't make it, right? No, I think they just, I think they just, just quietly pretend you don't exist. Okay. <laughs> Right. <laughs> no, everybody who tries, I mean, God uh -huh. bless you. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's a load of fun. It's yep. a load of fun whether yep. you win or not. So. Now, um, who cleans your house while you're writing? Nobody. <laughs> your, house, your house gets freaking filthy. So make sure, you know, that Thanksgiving is at somebody else's house this year. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And that's the thing with writing, you know, in all the other 11 months of the year, too, is that um, you have to, and this is the thing you get. I mean, I know you get this. I get it so much. It's like, how do you find the time? How are you ever able to write? Yeah. I've got all these responsibilities, blah, blah, blah. You know what? My house is so disgusting. You guys would never even <laughs> want to come here. You have no idea. And you know what? And that's the choice I make. The choice. Yep. And when it comes down, it's like vacuum or write, I write. Mm -hmm. You know, if anything, okay, this is where I draw the line. Food. Food is where I draw the line. Food and dirty laundry. Must have anything, food. Anything that smells bad, I clean my house. But, like, mm -hmm. clutter is everywhere. Beds are unmade. Toys are all over the place. Um, you know, there's dust. My mother, I love my mother. She comes to visit, and she always ends up cleaning, like, the spider webs out of the corner. You know? <laughs> Woman's 68 years old. Soon to be 69 years old in about three weeks. And the woman comes in and she's cleaning out the cobwebs out of my corner. And I'm like, yep, that's the cobwebs from, you know, time off for good behavior. And those are the, because you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice whether, you know, my kids eat Cheerios for dinner. I'll tell you, it's true. Because even if I cook a decent meal, they won't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> They're five and eight. Are you kidding me? I'm lucky if I can get them to eat a hot dog and a block of cheese a day. That's a big victory, you know? So, um, so yeah, they have Cheerios for dinner sometimes and, mm -hmm. and you know, Cheerios for breakfast. <laughs> sometimes Cheerios for lunch. Oh, no, no, no. Lunch is Lunchables. But anyway, um, you know, you have, to, you have to make that choice. And sometimes, yeah, yes. your house is going to be dirty. Yep. Your house is going to be dirty. Now, what happens if you absolutely get stuck? 
if you absolutely get stuck, one of the really fun things that we would do is we would uh, get together in a chat room. Uh, you know, if you have a group, you know, the best thing, they've got uh, Nano, they've got the forums. You can find people who are in your local area. You can go out to coffee shops with your laptop and, and write with them. You can meet a group online. Um, you know, I did it with a group called Mom Writers. That's how I met Kate and Rebecca. We were all part of this group called Mom Writers. And, um, and we would get together every night in the chat room. And we would, you know, chat and be like, oh, gosh, I suck. I'm horrible. And then everybody would be like, all right, everybody go. 500 words, you got to put a cat in. You know, and you just have to put a cat in your story. And so I actually did this with Time Off for Good Behavior. It's a hand to God. It's a true story. Um, I did this with Time Off for Good Behavior, and I had this cat. I had this scene that I wrote. And the scene is actually still in the book, <laughs> almost exactly as it was written that night. I just needed 500 words. I'm like, da 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 you know, and um, and then I, you know, and it actually survived. This this scene had survived all the way through the edits because after I had finished my fifty thousand word novel, I of course expanded it quite a bit before I submitted it to agents and editors and everything. So I went through and did a complete, you know, re revamp and, and rewrote it. But this scene stayed it stayed in there, and um, then actually it got to the editor. <laughs> I had actually sold the book before the editor came to me and said, you know what? All of a sudden in this scene, there's this cat. The cat's not anywhere before it. It's not anywhere <laughs> after it. But we each had to put a cat named Toby. And so I had this cat named Toby. It was after one of the girls had a cat named Toby. And so we all put Toby in our books. <laughs> so I ended up having to take it out before the final book was finished. But, I mean, that, that scene is still in the published book today. Cool. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's actually, it's it's pretty cool. But, I mean, that's one of the things. Like, you do these little 500-word challenges. You're mm-hmm. like, 500 words in 30 minutes, and you all go away for 30 minutes, and whoever, you know, has the most words in 30 minutes or whoever hits 500 words first would come back, and we'd have actual prizes. We'd send prizes <laughs> out to people. I mean, really, we did. We had all this. It was it was so much fun. It was like this little – and if you do things in 500-word increments, 500 words is completely doable. That's right. two pages. Mm-hmm. You know, so you think about that, and you're like, oh, I can do 500 words, and you go and you do it and the next thing you know you got 50,000 words yeah you know you hang yeah. out with your friends in a chat room every night and the next thing you know you got a book whoa <laughs> how'd that happen cool so now you're going to do it this year I'm gonna try it this Good. year I'm gonna do my best I mean the thing is that I find I um I have a different process for the different books that I write. Now, Time Off for Good Behavior was a women's fiction book. Mm-hmm. And um, for, for those books, the first-person books, uh, those kinds of stories, I just I, I can write and I can sort of build them off the cuff and sort of let them escalate the way that they do. And then um, for the romantic comedies, which are the third-person stories that have both the, the his point of view and her point of view, and there's usually something much more complicated as far as the plot goes. Um, and uh, those I find a little more difficult to do but this year I've planned out my book mm-hmm. very well and I've gotten started like and I'm plotting? into my characters shut like up a plotting thing shut up hmm. shut up shut up <laughs> don't mess with me tonight I it's love a the good thing we live an hour away <laughs> oh no I love you and you know it I, know. I adore you <laughs> anyway um but uh but you know I mean because I've got a lot of planning done I've sort of got a lot of the idea done I've already started it so I'm big fat cheater pants like I said but um <laughs> But I mean, the thing is that I've got, I've got a lot of work into it, so I think that I might be able to do the two thousand words a day. Whereas with Maybe Baby in two thousand three, <laughs> in Maybe Baby, which was my first romantic comedy, I had no idea what I was doing. It was my first third person story. I had no idea what I was doing, and I came in. I was like, "Oh, I'll just write it during now. It'll be fine." And I hadn't planned anything out, and I wrote the worst. I mean, you would even believe how bad that that book was. It was so bad. <laughs> Like the last 2,000 words were actually me talking about how much I hated that book. You know? 
And then I went back and, of course, completely rewrote it before I handed it into my editor. And now the book that's on the shelves is completely different from the crap-ass thing I did during Nano that year. But, you know, because I didn't realize that I needed so much planning ahead of time for the romantic comedies because they're just so complicated. Right. You know, um, so so it's kind of a different process. And, of course, this year right now, uh, what I've got is a romantic comedy that I'm working on, um, which mm-hmm. is called Wish You Were Here. And um, and so, I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm going to give it my best college try. Now, the 50,000 words, does that have to be beginning to end or can that be just beginning to wherever you end up at 50,000 words wherever you end up okay. it doesn't have to end at 50,000 words and matter, right. as a matter of fact most it's 50,000 words is barely more than a novella so right. I mean, it's not exactly. like a real novel right. your real novel has to be 70,000 words at least you know before yes. it before it gets into that territory um but uh, but yeah your 50,000 words just as long as you make 50,000 words whether the last two words of the end or not doesn't matter Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the last question. Oh, my goodness. Are we already at the last question? Yes, yes. Do you want to do it with me? What? No, I don't know what it is. NaNoWriMo. <laughs> what? Oh, do NaNoWriMo? Are you going to do it? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to do it. <laughs> no way. Are you going to do it totally? I'm totally going to do it. <gasps> oh, my. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to freak out. <laughs> 2,000 words a day. You're going to do it. Oh, my God. This is like Christmas for me. You're going to pants a novel and I've got color-coded post-its on my wall. I love you. You're the best person ever. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Let me talk to Katie totally Rebecca. In. We'll see if we can't get you in on our little group and we'll do it together. It'll be so much fun. All right. Yay. And we can report in on the podcast how we're doing. I, I can't even tell you how happy you just made me. When you said you want to do it with me, I was like, what? You want me to guess what your last question is? <laughs> it didn't even occur to me that you would actually do nano. Oh, my God. I'm so happy right now. It's like my birthday. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> I feel like I just got a surprise proposal. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I thought you'd get a kick out of that one. <laughs> I can't even believe you're going to do this. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is going to be I can't fun. believe I'm going to do it either. I'm like sitting here. And I, it's my last question. I actually printed it out and, like, wrote uh-huh. it out. So that you couldn't go back on it? Yeah. I'm like, okay. That is fabulous. I am so happy right now. I can't even tell you. people that is probably way more than you ever wanted to know about NaNoWriMo but if mm-hmm. you want to join up and do NaNoWriMo I highly recommend it with us it, yeah. yes <laughs> we'll be there there somewhere. will be links on the on the website and mm-hmm. uh, and Sam's gonna have to go sign up I'm just Lonnie L-A-N-I at NaNoWriMo so if you can find my profile there, I'll be there but no, I can't you can do it. that's awesome all right, all right. okay cool let's yeah <laughs> And now it's time for more wine while Lottie oh, recovers. Yeah, <laughs> Sam hasn't had enough. She's offering to do nano. That's awesome. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break to refill. We'll be right back. <laughs> I can't even Surprise! Flynn Daly needs a drink. Under pressure from her father, she's agreed to move out of her South Boston neighborhood and run the inn left to her by her dead aunt. The problem? It's in the middle of upstate New York where there's nature and bugs and no public transportation. The cute bartender keeps giving her attitude and she's getting visits from her Aunt Esther, even though she's dead. 
Jake Tucker needs a break. He's sure that Esther Goodhouse was murdered, but he can't find any proof. If cozying up to Esther's knees gets him the information he needs, so be it. But once he gets close to Flynn, he decides that some investigations are more fun with a partner. Crazy in Love by Lonnie Diane Rich. In stores now. Samantha Graves. And this is totally the first time we've recorded this segment tonight. This is Will Ray for Wine. <laughs> Let's try it again. Want to win some great prizes? Yeah. Of course yeah. you do. Head on yeah. down to com and give us some feedback. We're looking for questions, wine suggestions, or just general commentary on the show. We're easy. Each mm-hmm. month, all eligible entries will go into a wine bucket. At the end of the month, we'll pull a name out of the bucket to win a fabulous prize. Tell them what they've won, Sam. Well, speaking of which... <laughs> See if you guys had been here for the last time we did the yeah. block and we screwed it up, you'd be oh, laughing yeah. too. You would be. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, good. Our October winner of a signed copy of The Comeback Kiss by Lonnie Diane Rich mm-hmm. and Unmasked by CJ Berry is Dragonfly. Yay. And I'm assuming that's not her real name <laughs> who commented on our website. So, Dragonfly congratulations and email us soon with your name and address to claim your prize for october we are giving away a signed copy of crazy in love by lonnie diane rich and a will write for wine exclusive refrigerator magnet very cool yeah yeah. (laughs) all you have to do to enter is send us an email of feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment on our website like dragonfly did Mm -hmm. and we'll track you down that's right (laughs) We'll find you. We will announce the October winner on our first November show, so send in your comments and suggestions now. Right, and up next we have the dun 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 dun. dun, dun. (laughs) We win. It's kind of like harmony, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Except we're not even close to harmonizing. (laughs) Sam, how'd you do this week? Well, I finished my revisions. Yes, 181 pages of revisions this uh, week, and uh-huh. I sent it out Sunday night, so it I made my deadline. Fabulous. Congratulations. Yeah. How do you feel? I feel really good. Isn't I it think a wonderful, light and airy feeling it when you is, send that in? And I'm, and I'm really happy with the revisions, too, oh, so good. that just makes a huge difference. Well, it's you a know. fabulous, fabulous book. I'm well, so excited you. about this book. Thank I you. I love it. Anyway. Thank you. Yay! How'd you do? I did pretty good. I added 40 pages to a proposal and kind of fleshed wow. it out and wow. got it sent out. So I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, no work done on the book that's due in January. So I'm freaking out about that, but that's okay. <laughs> but it's because okay. I'm going to spend all November doing it. That's with right. With you. Yes. <laughs> As it turns out, I'm still so excited like a kid on Christmas Day. Like, oh, my God. Sam's going to pants a novel. I'm going to plot one. It's insane. It is. Oh, it is. gosh. All right. And now it's time for this week's random etc. segment where we do whatever we feel like because it's our show. This week, we're doing our favorite killer, killer word. word. I love this one. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm not sure if I'm ready for mine. Okay. If I pronounce it wrong, it could sound very bad. All right. Poganotrophy. Poganotrophy. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> Sounds a lot like something else. Poganotrophy. All right. Poganotrophy. P U G A N A U T 
R O F a P H Y. I know it's have you decided? Okay. No. Yep. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> it's mean? it's having your pet pug um <laughs> stuffed <laughs> into a trophy. That's brilliant. It would be dead, Pug. Obviously, you'd want him to be dead well, first before you stuffed him. Well, by the time he was stuffed, but... he would be. Am <laughs> <laughs> I close? No. Oh. <laughs> but but that was very creative. <laughs> That's very good. All right. The actual spelling is P-O-G-O-N-O-T-R-O-P-H-Y. So you got the Ooh, I was close. Right. I was close. I was okay. And uh-huh. it is the growing of a beard. He is engaging in Poganography. <laughs> or she is engaged. She. God help her. Huh. So there you go. So actually, there's a word for growing there's a, a beard. There's a word for growing a beard, and it is hmm. poganography. Mm-hmm. All right. You just you never knew there was a word for that. I did <laughs> not know there was a word other than well, growing a beard. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. All mm-hmm. right. Okay. You ready? I know, but go ahead. <laughs> My word is prolix. Prolix. P R O L I X. And it's a professional liquor. <laughs> <laughs> Close, and you spelled it absolutely correctly. <gasps> no way! This oh is- my gosh, we've never spelled one right before. <laughs> This is a will write for wine first, and this it only took a, us six oh months. Oh, my gosh. No kidding. <laughs> you oh want to know God. what it means? Yes, I'd love to. I'm assuming it's not a professional liquor. <laughs> You're going to enjoy this one. <laughs> Tending to speak or write at excessive length. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just might take that personally. <laughs> Well, actually, I did it because of NaNoWriMo. Oh, Because writing see. at excessive right. length, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> Not the fact that we can't keep it under an hour because of... <laughs> no, that had yeah. nothing to do oh, with okay. it. Yeah, yeah. All right, I won't take that personally. All right, then. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good, though. And that takes care of this week's Random Etc. And it's time for a refill. We'll be right back. <laughs> you bet your ass it is. Well, the show's almost over, and I'm sure you're really sad about that. But now you don't have to wait another week to hear from Sam and Lonnie, because we've got websites open 24-7 and ready when you are, morning, noon, or night. For Lonnie, be sure to stop by the newly redesigned LonnieDianeRich.com, where Lonnie's latest books and news will be regularly updated. Right, Lonnie? Also, don't forget to drop by dogsandgoddesses.com, where Lonnie is collaborating live on the web with New York Times bestsellers Jennifer Cruzy and Ann Stewart. It's like a reality show with writers, which is really much more interesting than it sounds. So check it out. For more information on Sam, click your way on over to samanthagraves.com for her latest news and giveaways. I think she's better about updating. Yeah, that's right. There are also links to her blog her MySpace page, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry, author of award-winning futuristic romances. And don't forget to stop by at willwriteforwine.com for links to our joint MySpace page, our cafe press store, and all the cool things we talk about during the show. By the time you're done with all that, we'll be back in a new podcast next week. Everybody plays and everybody wins. 
for wine. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thanks for hanging up on us. Okay. Just so you know. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got cut off. So Lottie's like talking without me. So I'm talking I and trying to like make time. And then just as I swear. <laughs> I come I say, in. Oh, and we're bleep. back. She goes back. She's like, yeah, we're back. <laughs> Trying to save it, but it was too late. Anyway, keep sending in those wine suggestions to us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or in the comments on the website. See, send good wine suggestions to Sam. Me. Send cheap wine suggestions to me. Lonnie. And Lonnie scripted that because we can't just figure that out on our own. So. No, you used to do it fine. The thing I is, know. the first time you improvised it the first time, and then we yeah. kept doing it, and then we switched parts. Yeah. And then we just and I've been off ever since. We then. couldn't handle it. Yeah. We no, just, not we. One of us. Me. <laughs> I screw it up every week. I think if you go back and listen, you'll find that it's me. They can't handle it. Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> also, don't miss our cool cafe press store where you can get all sorts of fun. We'll write for wine merchandise. Yeah. Check our new items like the wine notes book mm-hmm. and the refrigerator magnet mm-hmm. and the mouse pad. Very cool, oh, very cool and stuff. a very nice gift for your favorite whiffer. Mm-hmm. The link can be found in the right-hand column at the website at Will White for Wine.com. This is a bad night. And don't forget to vote for us on Podcast Alley. Your votes count new every month, so if you voted in September, you can vote again yes, now. Yes, keep us at number 28. <laughs> right. <laughs> And you can always review us at iTunes no matter what month it is. But even better than votes, blogging. Our word of blog contest did a lot for getting our names out there. Thank you for those who participated. Mm -hmm. So if you have a blog, give us a mention. The more popular we become, the more cool you are for getting in on the ground floor. That's right. (laughs) Next week's show is a movie night. Yes. Romancing the Stone. Yay! I love that way. (laughs) All about romantic movies and why they work or don't work. Right. And I love romantic movies. They make me so happy inside. (laughs) (laughs) So until next time, this is Sam. And this is Lonnie saying if you can't write for money, then write for wine. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Wine in a box. Bye. Will Ride for Wine is brought to you each week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Be sure to hit the website at willwriteforwine.com where you can find great links to everything in the show, news about what the girls are up to, and links to great cafe press merchandise like t-shirts, hats, and mugs. I like the apron myself. Also, don't forget to friend them on MySpace at myspace.com slash willwriteforwine. Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and go vote for Lonnie and Sam at Podcast Alley or write a glowing review at iTunes. Remember, there's good karma out there. Vote for them at Podcast Alley. Come back next time as Johnny Depp's soulmate or perhaps Colin first. Mmm, ring any bells? Or, you know, the, the soulmate, whoever does it for you. You get the point. Anyway, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on Will Write for Wine. Down on my caffeine consumption. So when I get up, I just have one cup of coffee and I like to have another cup of coffee with my breakfast. And on the way to work, I like to get a cup of coffee.